The Ryan and Russ Show is sponsored by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a new home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Russ Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Nealon's. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching The Ryan and Russ Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, great weekend for the Mountaineers. A little bit of a tough one, though, with injuries. We'll get to that in a bit. But it was a dogfight. We love these victory Mondays. That West Virginia brand style of football, we're looking more and more like Iowa every day. But, hey, I love it. It's what we talked about all season long going into this. You run the football. You play physical. You get defenders flying everywhere. You will win football games. Hats off to Neil Brown to – you know, really getting back to the foundation, getting back to the roots, working on open field tackling uh, this offseason. And it shows, man, another victory Monday for us. A fourth straight victory Monday, may I add. And uh, what, last week we said it was the first time we've won three in a row under Neil Brown. Now you could say this is the first time we've won four in a row under Neil Brown. It's been a, each week's been kind of a check mark and moving the bar a little bit more in the positive direction. We couldn't beat Pitt. That was a narrative two weeks ago. Got that one off. We got the Texas Tech monkey off our back um, last week. Finally, Neil was able to dethrone the Red Raiders. And then this week, the the narrative of, well, we haven't done it on the road. We saw what happened at Penn State. I mean, we go into TCU, finish national runner-up, and get a big-time road win. A complete gutsy. Didn't have our best stuff, but just completely grinded it out. Multiple injuries. Found a way to win a game in it. And just like last week, and probably the pick game, the first four years of the Neil Brown era, that team does not win that game. But this team refused to lose the identity of toughness, running the football, and playing really good defense. This is arguably the best defense in the Big 12, um, and I don't think it's much of a debate with just the way that they shut down TCU in the second half. I mean, they held TCU to one yard the whole third quarter. Unbelievable job by the defense and, uh, and the offensive line. Yeah, and of course that that whole second half, TCU didn't didn't score at all. And hey, uh, Jacob in the chat here, great one. Does the bye week count as a win? Yes, when your team needs a rest, especially with a couple of the banged up players here. Yeah, this bye week's coming um, at a great time. Unfortunately, though, for Trey Lengthen, um, he's already had surgery. He'll be out for this season. A big miss um, that we'll miss him on defense. Just absolute guy that just. He, everywhere the ball is, Trey Latham was. So, you know, thoughts and prayers with him, of course. Hope you heal up. Hope to hope to see you out there uh, soon um, next year. But, hey, it's it, it was that style of football, man. One, I do want to say this. That 52, I forgot his name on that team, the one responsible for the eye poking and then tackling Remack down and then all the other crazy penalties that guy had. TCU not only, like, this, this is what happens, Ryan, when you have, you know, a physical team like West Virginia come in. You play a more kind of finesse team. And, yeah, TCU was national runner-ups. They're a great thing. But they sometimes think they have to counter that by playing dirty, by like, hey, we don't know how to compete with this, so we're going to throw cheap shots at you. So while it's unfortunate and, hey, West Virginia, the good guys definitely won this game, it's something West Virginia is going to have to look out for the rest of the season. But I also want to give a shout-out to special teams as well. Two missed field goals at the end. That was awesome for the special teams team. That that slowly too, the special team side of stuff is 
is coming together and, and looking good out there. It's not as much as the liability that we were concerned about to start the season. And then, of course, defense was great. Social teams was good. Garrett Green, man. We we did this show on Thursday, Ryan, thinking like, yeah, probably Nico's going to start this. They may lean into that. But, no, great for Neil Brown saying, Garrett Green, we need you. And great for Garrett Green saying, I got you. That guy is a dog. And that's someone, a dog that that Nico can be. You know, we see all Nico greats and make some great plays in the wins that he had running the ball tough. But the, Garrett Green brings that. Just that one, pan, like, of him – talking to like three or four other TCU players in his face and Garrett Green just taking it all, letting it rip at that. That's our quarterback, man. And that's who I want at quarterback. And maybe not the greatest quarterback in the world, but that is someone like you'll go to war with. And just having him back just shows how that just experienced leadership and that guy that's willing to just go the front lines of battle to grind it out for a win, man. This team's coming together, Ryan, and they're coming together at a great time. Yeah, and and two – penalties the whole game for just 10 yards i mean that's that's been a achilles heel of ours is is having all these penalties and when you lost as many close games as we had i mean you you just look at special teams and penalties and it's been a complete flip this year and you're number five of the neil brown era you mentioned it character and he he he's a competitive you know what i mean he is as competitive as they come 12 carries 80 yards coming off the ankle injury Nico, like you said, Nico came in and did his job, but I don't think we would have won that game if we didn't have Garrett Green. Garrett Green found a way to get another big road win. He did it last year in Stillwater as well. Um, and and he, I thought he played pretty well at Penn State, and just having the different experiences, being older, is how you win these tough road games. And you met, this team is coming together, and their style of football only translates to the later in the year you go when it starts getting colder in November and hopefully into December here, running the football, playing uh, time of possession, field position, and playing really, really good defense translates to winning um, the later we get into the year, especially when the injury oh, yeah. up with all these teams. And you mentioned it, 52 on, on TCU. I mean, Zach Frazier's so good that he would block 52, and then he would hold Zach Frazier from going to block the next guy. So, I mean, absolutely, 52 had a long night. There's a lot of guys that are going to have long nights against this offensive line. Complete domination. Uh, They're the clear strength of this team, the backbone of this team. They're all old, all from West Virginia, basically. And, I mean, they're they're the backbone. They're they're the reason why we were able to go over 200 yards again on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know the stats. We rushed for over 200 yards. It's a win under the Neil Brown era, any era. I mean, over 200 yards on the ground when the other team knows you're running it and goes eight, <laughs> nine men in the box and you're still able to go over 200 yards, that's a that's a true team's identity. And that's why we're sitting at 4-1 headed into the bye week. And I'm with you. I'm glad the bye week is now because we got to get healthy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we know what's on the other side of that bye week. Looking forward to the old uh, – it's funny, the Neil Brown-Dana uh, Holgerson matchup. We'll have a lot to talk about on that <laughs> yeah. ride, but – who would have thought that maybe Neil Brown's still going to be the one to outlast Dana? But we'll we'll yeah. talk to that when we get there. Something else, Ryan, too, I want to bring up. Like you brought it up to start this uh, show is how does this team compare to like past teams, especially the past couple years that Neil Brown's coach, right? Is in the past, you know, we we would have maybe choked against Pitt, or we want to have won that critical Big Twelve game to start the season, or we want to have gone on the road to win. But And I definitely agree on that from like a scheduling standpoint and a macro standpoint. But kind of from a micro in-game standpoint is you're seeing this too is um, these other teams are scoring first on us. I mean, TCU got out to a 7 nothing lead early. 
And you potentially in the past would see that like that quick lead, like, oh no, like our offense, number one, we, it seems like uh, that Texas tech, when we answered, they scored a touch on this. And then here we basically answered every time they scored. Yeah. Maybe they had a seven point lead at, at halftime, but that didn't feel like that, that it was really like a lead they were holding on to. And obviously they didn't, they didn't score at all in the second half. But what I'm, what makes this team makes me really happy about this team. Our offense answers when they score and our defense doesn't crumble. Like, it's like, okay, we missed that drive. What did we learn from that drive? Okay, we got to do better coverage here. We got to come over here more, whatever, whatever the it may be. But then they go out and do it. And so this, there is that sense in sports, definitely that sports psychology standpoint where it's like, oh, we're losing. And you kind of start getting a little tighter. And when you get tighter, you know, you don't manifest things. You don't get things right. And then you, you just get so worried that it's like thinking like being scared to lose. Or what is it? Saying like there's a great golf example, right? Is saying, I'm going to miss this. I'm not going to miss this putt and I'm going to make this putt are two different things. Maybe the result sounds different, but this Mm -hmm. team's like, okay, we're down. Okay. We're still going to go back and score. Like we're not worried about being down. And in the past, you would see that a lot with this team. Like, oh no, we're down 10. Oh no. They just scored an early touchdown on us. What are we going to do? But this team's answering and they're trusting in themselves. And like I said, to start this, so Neil Brown, when he said in those press conferences going into this season and said, we are going to get back to basics and we're going to work out on foundational football. And I get he was talking more from a player standpoint, but you could tell he brought that on also from a coaching standpoint of, we just got to start from scratch everywhere. And this is what you're seeing here. Nothing sexy, nothing where, hey, maybe it's not even the best. Like if you're just an average football fan watching, maybe not the best football out there, but I'll tell you what, it's grinded out football. And if you like old school football, like you and me, Ryan, it's, it's awesome. And this is, this is what this oh, yeah. team is, and it's good to see. And this is how you win. This is not only how you win as a football team, but it's how you win as a culture. So, good again, good good for Neil Brown. Hats off for, for really getting back to basics. Yeah, and you mentioned the basics, and PFF put out a stat over the weekend for the Big 12 teams. Um, missed tackles. West Virginia and Cincinnati are at the top. West Virginia's missed 31 tackles in four games. To put in perspective how good that is and how solid that is, LSU on Saturday night against Ole Miss, I know that was like an old Big 12 shootout. LSU missed 30 tackles in that single game. The Mountaineers have that in just four games, and they've played a good schedule. So, like you said, the basics of uh, getting back to fundamental football and and, and the penalty yardage has been – we have not shot ourselves in the foot um, with with dumb penalties like we have in the past. Special teams has been a strength. It hasn't been a weakness or a big-time weakness as we've seen in the past. And when we didn't score on the goal line, when we got stuffed in, 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 I don't know how we didn't score, they flushed it, man. The defense came out, got a three and out, got the ball back, and then went down and got a field goal. They went back and were driving, and they're, they're going to tie it up going to overtime, and we blocked the field goal again. I mean, it's just play after play, resilient play after play, like Texas Tech the previous mm-hmm. week when they when they started pushing and they got the lead down to three. What does Nico and that offense do? They go right back down and get seven and get this thing, and then we get a goal line stand. You're seeing plays, winning play after winning play from different guys. And and, and even Pitt, man, just being able to bleed out that clock the last 10 minutes by just playing big boy football, running it right down their throat. It's it's a different guy every single week, and 
they, that 14 that they keep talking about that everybody kept uh, referencing in the preseason, this is going to be a two and 10 team. This is, this team looks like a max school. That was a anonymous coach in our league. I probably can guess which coach said that. And he's probably coaching the Houston Cougars. Um, yeah. Cause he, he made like a compliment in terms of, they look like a two, they uh, look like a Mac team compared to previous West Virginia teams that looked, looked much bigger. I'm like, Oh, I wonder which coach said that. Yeah. Which uh, former head coach said that. Yeah, but I mean, everybody, nobody other than us, maybe that 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 believed in this. And Neil Brown did say nobody had him at four and one. Neil, you had one guy, and it is on record. So go go into the archives. Uh, we we had him four and one, and and we 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 like this team, man. This team is an old school like Kansas State last year that runs the football, plays to their strengths, and doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. And most importantly, they're buying into it. And they're seeing success, which means they're going to keep buying more and more into it. And then hopefully this keeps leading down to class after class after class. And this is the new culture of West Virginia football. not trying to throw the ball all over the yard and, um, and and outscore everybody, get back to the roots of West Virginia football, the Don Nealon days, um, Mm -hmm. just grinding you out with good defense and fundamental football. Yeah, and I think uh, an important point you made, Ryan, was you said every, like it's someone different stepping up every week. And yep. that's what we needed to start this season because you weren't going to have probably that one player that you're like, all right, we're down or this is going on. We're leaning into you. It's 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 a different player, like you said, for that every game. And I think mm-hmm. that's why they're having the success they are. It's And why Neil Brown's doing a good job coaching is – we talked about it, feeling the moment, knowing what, what's going right for you and what's not. And I think in just in previous years, there was just always this like forcing, oh, this is the game plan. We got to stick to it. We got it. It revolves around this person. Just keep going, keep going. And now that it's like, okay, who's doing well, who's not? What plays are working, what's not? And just the constant adjustments. And then that's when you go from a culture of like, okay, you know what? We're, we're down 10 to start or we're down seven to stop. But we, we trust our adjustments and we trust more than their game plan because then that's what you do is you slowly, it's kind of like that Python, right? That's just going to wrap around your neck. Like you slowly just get you West Virginia is making other teams play their style of football, right? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of press Virginia in a way it's when, you know, you get teams like Kansas coming in to play West Virginia and they lose that game because they were trying to do something. They not, what was the team that I felt like, and I'm sorry to bring this up, Ryan, that was successful against Press Virginia, right? It was the Stephen F. Austin who said, we're going to do what you do against you. And so far, West Virginia hasn't had a team like that. Penn State was just better. I mean, that, but all these look how good Penn State is. And now what you're seeing, and I think you're going to see this in the rest of the Big 12, is they try to they they try to be something they're not to beat West Virginia. Like if you're going to play, like if you're going to roll around in pigs like they with pigs, right? You know, you got to enjoy being dirty, right? It's if you're going to compete with this West Virginia football team, and especially if they're doing everything right and they're doing everything right from a foundational standpoint, you better be able to get in the trenches. Like, honestly, the only one on this national stage who I think could compete is like an Iowa, right? Yeah. In terms of the style, like that would be willing to, obviously other teams can beat us, but in terms of how we match in a team and we see what happens. Yeah. Sometimes it goes against you, but this is a great style. They, they found their identity, and that's what we we're concerned about, man. I guess that's what all to say this is about. They found their identity, and now they're embracing it, and now they're just sticking it to other teams, and it's great. It feels good. It feels like this has been needed for a long time, and, hey, it finally came back around for us, Ryan. 
Well, and you mentioned it. The only formula so far out there that's proven that they can beat the Mountaineers is you've got to have a bunch of draft picks. you just got to have such superior talent like Penn State had. I guess Texas might fit that bill, but they're not on the schedule. Oklahoma's going to be super talented. It's a game-by-game season, but Mm -hmm. with the way that the Mountaineers are playing football, and and like I said, the the colder it gets, I think the more favorable it favors this brand of football. I I, I, I like our chances down the stretch. And we, we... some people thought we were crazy about talking about Dallas. I don't think it's crazy at all. I, I think no. you look at the schedule and you're realistic. And obviously the most important game is the next game on your schedule. The Houston game is going to be a hard game. If anybody out there that just thinks that we're going to go in there and blow them out, uh, I, I hate to break that one to you. You know Dana's going to ha- – this is Dana Holgerson's Super Bowl. He's going to have those guys ready yeah. to go. They're coming off a blowout loss. It's going to be a tight game. Hopefully, we can just grind out another one. So, but yeah, I mean, it's game by game, and and the next important game is Houston. But just looking at the different matchups, the more and more you watch the Big Twelve, I like the way we match up with these teams. Nobody else mm-hmm. is playing this physical brand of football, um, other than probably Kansas State, and, and that's why Kansas State is right in the mix to win it every single year. And we don't have to play them either. And we don't have to play them either. Yeah. Correct. So I would say the biggest three games left are all road games, Houston, UCF, and, and Oklahoma. And you get yep. two two out of three of those. Yep. And then when you're, when you're home games, which are very capable, we know how bad Oklahoma State is. Um, you know, BYU's becoming – BYU will be a t- – that'll, that'll probably be a grinded out game. But, hey, we're seeing how – you know, they're flawed. Obviously, Baylor's not what they, we think they were going to be to start the season, especially me. But, hey, it's we're, we're where we want to be. Um, so we got a bye week coming up this week. I know we also know a lot of you, a lot's going on in the basketball world. Uh, we'll be have a full basketball episode tomorrow. A lot was going on over the weekend. We want to make this a football show, uh, celebrate the great things going on. And hey, we're four and one, baby. So we'll get back to basketball. Um, got a couple Big 12 update shows for you coming up uh, this week and well. And then, hey, if you got the, some weekend plans, it's a great weekend to do it. It's a bye week. Go go do your apple picking. You know, take care of your families because then Thursday will come right around quickly and we're back at it. So, hey, we love you all. Great game. Go Mountaineers. Four and one. Ryan specifically, but this podcast called it. We got to clip that, Ryan. Get it around social media. Someone's got to give us credit for something, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, no and then uh, we'll be back at it again. So, hey, we, we love you all. We appreciate you all. Go Mountaineers, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys tomorrow.